We are absolutely delighted to have Lee Matthew Goldberg with us. This is another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club. And when you came back from Mexico, you told us yesterday that this was one of the most fabulous, delighting, interesting books. The great Grimmelmans. Gimmelmans. Or the Gimmelmans, their cousins. Um, Lee Matthew Goldberg, hello and welcome to our show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Oi, babe, I just got to say, Lee, honestly, I, yeah. I, um, I, both Julia and I, I mean, the dark comedy of this story really took me by surprise. And mm-hmm. I think when people read it, it was just... A one minute you're laughing, you're crying, and you've got these 80s sure. references. So I'll let you give people the setup. But I have to just say it was just a ride through life that I enjoyed so much. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's a dark comedy. It's basically about a family in the 1980s. They lose all their money in the stock market, and the only thing that's not repossessed is the family's gas-guzzling RV, <laughs> and they start robbing banks out of it because, like, why not, you know? Um, and at first, it's a little convenient store here and there, and then as the greed kind of kicks in, they start hitting up bigger and bigger banks, and it brings the family closer together, but also tears them apart. Yeah, I mean, and and the whole way that you you know, tell the story that the story starts out with basically, you know, this guy, this older guy, kid, we're going to go on a cross-country trip and we're going to listen to the audio tape of my first book that was a huge hit 27 years ago. So even that very beginning setup of the book is so in, I don't know, I guess I I found it to be a very um, intoxicating part of the storytelling. Sure. It was actually a last minute ad. It originally wasn't. Yeah, it it, it wasn't going to be a part of it. And then the book was reading a little too young adult. And my agent, we were pitching it to an adult market. And it was just a conversation like, let's have him start in the present as an adult and retell the story. And I think it wound up working for the better. Um, uh, especially with the ending and kind of bringing everything full circle. But yeah, it, that was, it, it was the last minute thing that was added. Yeah. And I really, you know, I mean, I mean, I was on team, the kids, but I mean, I was like, I loved Aaron. Aaron is a, a completely amazing character and the whole, thank you. Yeah. The whole way that you did the story. And even, I mean, I have also, we have to thank you. You know, I really brushed up on um, Your Yiddish. Yiddish words I'd forgotten <laughs> and also forgotten how to spell and then all kinds of new ones that I was very grateful for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i Jewish and I remembered some of those words from like my grandma when I was little. Yeah. Um, but I found a really good site online that had like a list of about a hundred of them and I utilized that. So that was adding ones other than the ones I remembered from from growing up. And then my mom gave like a last edit, like after my editors got it back and she went through just to make sure the, the Yiddish words were correct. Correct. So, right. How you're right. using, and even the whole setting of that innocent period of time, which <clears throat> Brittany mm-hmm. briefly mentions, you know, in her book, but 
Debbie Gibson mm-hmm. and Tiffany, you know, oh, yeah. the mall tours. And oh. So the time period of when the great Gimmelmans is set, those, you know, couple of, you know, that period of time, 87. And I mean, mm-hmm. that is so, uh, if you were there, it's a great reference and it makes it fun, even though sometimes some of the stuff is yeah. emotional. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm basically the same age as Aaron when from that era. Um, so it was an easy time to kind of remember for myself like yeah. what I was doing when I was 11 during that time. And originally the book was supposed to take place in the 30s and it was going to be about the Great Depression. It was oh, no. Very, very, yeah, very, very sad book. And then this was the book I really wrote over COVID. It was when COVID happened. This is what I wrote. Um, yeah. And I just didn't want to do sad on top of sad. So yeah. to write about the 80s and to listen to 80s music, it really like uplifted me during that time. And I think it worked better for the book. Too. And, and you know, always at the beginning of any good people robbing for the right reasons stories, you know, sure. there is a little part of you that wants them to like stop before anyone gets hurt, you know, be done with it, mm-hmm. lesson learned, don't go out and, you know, whatever. But there's so there's always a little bit of that anti-hero uh, thing that, you know, that you, you're rooting, you're cheering for. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're really cheering for them. I mean, you're always cheering for the kids, but I think you're cheering for them up to a point. And then, you know, the other main character, Barry, the father. Oh, my gosh. Um, he's really the one where greed kind of takes, it's greed and it's power and it's kind of like revenge for what happened to him in the stock market. You know, he, he was a stockbroker and he got everything taken away from him. And this is his kind of way of, you know, taking the reins back. Um, but there's, there's sort of a point where I think you lose him and you stop rooting for him really, because he's selfish and he's really mm-hmm. for himself. And Lee, you know what, Lee, we have to tell you, as um, as young, we were women in our 20s in 87. We didn't even yeah. realize there was a stock market crash because we had nothing to, <laughs> to lose. We had no money to lose. We had we no laughed. money to lose. We yeah, laughed so yeah, hard yeah. about it. But I will say... I mean, I will say that 1987, 88, 89, 90, 91, these were peak cocaine delusional mm-hmm. years for yes. people. It yes. became oh, yeah. really accepted. And it also, people it didn't realize how addictive it truly was or, you know, and whatever happened before you knew it. But there were delusional people. And Barry was so mm-hmm. delusional with cocaine. Barry was delusional, and Aaron gets into it, too. Yeah. So it, it, it trickles down to the kids as well, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think drugs become sort of something that takes over. Barry and the wife as well, Judith. I mean, she's right. probably more applied with, like, quaaludes. Um, but, um, <laughs> they don't make them anymore. Give them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, it is sort of this drug-fueled fantasy. I mean, even the cover of the book has a very kind of psychedelic aspect. Yes, it does. To it. Mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. Um, and, and and so I think, you know, while the characters are to blame, I think their addiction for for money, for drugs, for power, for success, all of that is really to blame for the wheels falling off the RV as the book kind of continues. 
it, it's Lori. I haven't finished it yet, so I'm 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 yeah. staying standing oh, back. No but, spoilers. No. I, no, no spoilers here. But I Lori raved so much about this yesterday, Lee. That I, I was, just I I just so I had much. a big list, and mm-hmm. so I can't wait. Um, I know that awesome. um, you're you know you the, you're an author of I think twelve different books, and. Um, this is my 14th. Yeah. Oh, your wow. 14th. Wow. I hate it when these things aren't updated. Um, <laughs> but at least we got your name right. Um, so yeah, you, you're talking about, you know, your young adult series, Runaway Train, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is currently um, in development with actress um, Reagan Reward from Young Sheldon. I mean, is that Yeah, what- yeah. Yeah, so she's attached to the project, and then the strike happened. Yeah. So we're looking forward, now that both strikes have ended, um, to really start making that happen. Yeah. Um, and she's the, the best, coolest kid ever. I mean, she really is just fantastic and amazing. We've been working on it for a little over two years, so a lot has gone into the pilot and writing it so far. Um, so fingers crossed, yeah. Yeah, because you've done pilots so, and screenplays. Yes. I mean, I'm looking for you to find the young Quentin Tarantino who's going to take the great Gimmelmans and sell it to, I don't know, whoever you need however much money from, but have it be a 10-part I, I series. I want that, too. Do you want that, too? Okay. Yeah, that, that would be ideal. It's one of my few projects I haven't. Usually, I, I've adapted a lot of my projects into screenplays. I haven't done this one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had a little interest. Again, it was sort of before the strike. Sure. Um, but yesterday, I sent it to a really big director who said he would read it. Oh, yeah. Okay. a name. But this this person, I've been in touch with a little bit, and he said he will read it. Yeah, so, Lee, if that he is so has, cool. if he has eyes and a heart mm-hmm. and yes. any business yeah, yeah. sense, he will be calling his lawyer the minute he's done reading the book. I I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it really it was an interaction that happened over Twitter where I really just was louding all of his movies and yeah. just how much a fan I was. Good for and you. then he just started sending me like words of wisdom here and there, like really sweet, like, Hey, stick with it. And, you know, this and that. And then I was just like, Hey, I have a book coming out next week. And he was like, send it along. So we shall see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is so cool. And, and that's a, that's a great way to have this happen. Um, you, I, we want to read your other books. Um, sure. and I, I just think it was so delightful. I'm so jealous that you finished this book, Lori. I mean, yeah, it intoxicating. And it's, you know, usually uh, like a rare, dark comedy, I don't know, is a hard one sometimes to get just the right mm-hmm. tone and story. And you just nailed yeah. it. I just love the great Gimmelmans. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a pleasure to write this one. And I really just love the main character, Aaron, Aaron so much. Same. It was. He basically was like me yeah. when I was 11, <laughs> minus the cocaine, but like sure. everything else is pretty, um, pretty on point. Um, so it, just, it was just a joy to write this one, yeah. and it was a lot of fun. And it, it's sad at the end, too, so I think it, yes. it you know it makes you laugh, but it also breaks your heart. Yes, um, it does. And yeah, we're we're pitching it as um, Little Miss Sunshine meets the Coen Brothers. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. Perfect. That perfectly. All right, we have yeah. to just ask you really quick. We are so out of time. Sure. What is the last great book that you read? 
I just finished um, Bretty Sinellis's last book, The Shards, yesterday, and it's really, really dark and disturbing, but it's it's a masterpiece. Okay. All right. There you go. All right. Thank you very It was nice to meet you, and hopefully we'll be chatting with you, you again. Too. Sure. Anytime. Anytime. All right. We, we might hold you to that. The great Gimmelman's. Okay. Um, and we've got two copies to give away. Give us a buzz. Thank you, Lee. Um, Thank you so much. Absolutely. He has good energy. Mm -hmm. 651-641-1071. If you haven't won a book in a while, give Grant a call, and we'll get those out to you later in the week. Um, We'll be right back. Slurry and Julie on my talk.